everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited today. We have a actress with us that we are so excited to talk to. It is Camille Mitchell is here. And thank you so much, Camille, for coming on the podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure, Rachel. Thank you for having me. This is yes. great. Uh, so what we like to do uh, with our guests is we like to find out a little bit about how you got on the path that you are on. What inspired you to get into acting? Wow. You know, I, unlike a lot of actors, both my parents were actors. Um, my mother was a theater actor in Europe before the war, and my father was well-known uh, actor. Cameron Mitchell was his name. He was on a show called The High Chaparral for a long time for NBC and had an interesting career. So they were always encouraging me to go into acting. And we used to do skits. We were expected to perform every, you know, holiday or special occasions. My brothers and I, we'd write stories and skits and put them on. But when it came to actually settling down into a profession, I thought acting was a little frivolous. I, I wanted to save the world. I went into pre-med. I wanted, I wanted to become a doctor. And I discovered I had no aptitude for any of the requisites like chemistry and math and all these science. And someone suggested I take a Mickey Mouse course, which was acting. And I just, I totally fell in love with it. I just thought it, it covers everything I love. It's human psychology, it's literature, it's people. It's, it's just, I, it's art. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered about that, that if, if your parents were like supportive or they were sort of like, Oh, be careful. It's really, you know, it's a tough industry. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little both. Uh, they no, they were always really surprisingly supportive. Like, mm -hmm. like my mother, bless her heart would have a huge opening on night. It didn't matter where I was performing. She would have a huge opening night party for me in that city. Um, and all the cast and crew and everyone was invited. People just loved her. My father, acted until pretty well until just before he passed away uh he just loved it so much so it was great like we'd sit around the dinner table and really talk about acting you know the way people talk mm -hmm. about other family businesses right we would yeah. discuss because my brother was an actor too cameron mitchell jr and uh so that's that was our idea of fun was reading scripts together and even now I'm so thrilled. My son, Charlie is a wonderful director and producer and oh, my niece, Jara Mitchell and my nephew, Jordan Connor, they're all actors. So now we do it with the next generation. We sit around and talk shop. Yeah. The family talent show must be pretty good. <laughs> Actually it is. It's really fun. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, so you've done a lot of theater in your Ooh. career and I'm a huge theater nerd. I, Ooh. yeah, I love, I, I've already done a Broadway trip this year. I'm going to do another one next year. Uh, I, you know, I wanted to support a, a local theater as much as possible. As soon as I got vaccinated, going to as many shows as I possibly could after what happened in 2020. Uh, and I, I just love there's not, I mean, as much as I love movies, cause I'm a film critic for my job. Um, I just, there's something so great about live theater that I Yay, you, love. Rachel. Yay. We need more of you. We need more of you to, to love theater the yeah. way you do. Yeah. I do too. It's, it's a whole other, it's a whole other dimension, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like walking into another dimension theater. I, I, yeah, even if it's not the best play, even if it's not the best, there's just something about that rawness of like, 
especially local local theater where people are literally giving up their time you know there's just something special about that i i love it mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's great uh there's and there's such a community feel about it all that's just i don't you don't see very much anymore uh, no. in no. like just people sacrificing their time to make something as a gift for the community i just think it's it's wonderful yeah uh, and i'm I was curious though, like when you're, when you're doing it as, you, as a career, as your job, uh, do you ever get tired of like playing the same part over and over? It's like, I've done this now, you know, for months I've been doing the same lines and the same part or how do you keep it fresh? Boy, that, you know, that is one of the toughest things when you're in, in a long run. Um, yeah. I, I do a lot of repertory theater, um, back East at Stratford festival and Shaw festival and, you know, you're, you are, you're doing these plays for eight months. Um, uh, a, a lot of times you, you, it's just, it's just, honestly, you just have to pretend you've never heard these words before. Uh, it's harder. A lot of times for sure. There are times when if you have, you know, you have a cold or you don't, you're not feeling quite right and you're really, but if you've got a good foundation, if in rehearsal, you've got a, a wonderful director who will make sure you've got a really solid foundation for make-believe really um that that and things you're just built in you know pacing is built in and uh there's certain things you can just rely on that will be there so that you can really uh get inspired and fly when you when you whenever you can you know it's 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 like a launching pad a little bit so you you've got your lines you've got your blocking you've got your solid knowledge of where the scene's going to go what you can expect from the other performer and then you can really get lost in that world which is probably the most exciting thing for me as an actor in the theater is just to, to really get lost to just surrender so that you're surpri- you surprise yourself you surprise the other actor um it 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 gets it gets really um but it's very immediate and there are times when, you know, you have one day off a week in the theater, as you know, and, you know, you've just got one day to be a human being, to not be the person that says that line, those lines, to not be the person that wears those clothes, to not be the person that lives on that set. And sometimes it's really hard to get back to who you are. Even after the show's over, it takes a while to get back to, you know, thinking for yourself as a as an independent person but in terms of the repetition of it for the most part really you you just get used to it you um most actors i know in theater have a rich a ritual they do before a show i'll get to the theater usually two hours before the show time uh just to just to separate myself from camille mitchell just Mm to get just be in that neutral place of the theater um, focus, you know, I'll, a couple times I, I had a couple moments where I lost a line on stage and I never wanted that to happen again. So I will always read through the entire script before the show, before every show. I'll go through oh, all wow. before the show. Yeah. It, it, really quick, but I will do it because I mm-hmm. just can't, it was too horrific a moment. Um, when I, I just, it was gone. The line was gone. Did you just ad lib? Like, what did you do? Yes, unfortunately, uh, my my other actor would have bailed me out. They saw they saw some light go out in my eyes, and they just they jumped in and said, "Don't you mean blah blah blah?" And I went, "Of course." And then I I was back on track. But 
Uh, That'd be least... especially hard if it happened in in Shakespeare play because I know you do a lot of Shakespeare. Oh my God! Yes, you... yes. <laughs> you can't ad lib an iambic pentameter. Oh my God! No, it's really hard. Although. Uh, a few years, well, quite a few years ago, uh, I was playing Anne Boleyn at Stratford in Henry VIII. And um, we had beautiful, magnificent costumes. They were the real deal, right? They were absolutely historically accurate. So they weighed about 50 pounds, heavy velvets and heavy, beautiful, beautiful quality, but heavy. Yeah. And we had character shoes. And the designer was very particular that no one saw our shoes because they were not historically accurate. So we had a rake stage. We had to run up the stage for the first scene, my first scene when I meet Henry VIII. And invariably, we would trip on these dresses. They were just too long because she wanted to cover these shoes. So there was one night, we had a full house, 1,200 people in the audience. I come running up the stage, and I trip on my skirt, and I fall, and my knee and my calf goes out sideways. And I'm like a beached whale, Rachel. I can't get up. And the worst part is I'm facing downstage. I am facing 1,200 faces looking back up at me, and I have the first line of the scene. And all the other actors around me, you know, we're supposed to be merrymaking. We're supposed to be having this fabulous time. We're about to go to the party at the palace. We're all drunk, you know. So one of the actors, God bless him, Scotty Wentworth comes over, and he he improvised in iambic pentameter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> for me he covered for me and after that he said i'm i'm i will always be your best friend and i said you will always always be my best friend <laughs> that is a great story <laughs> sadly it really happened <laughs> yeah wow uh well yeah and you've done so many iconic roles like blanche in streetcar named desire and that's such an intense role that like i can't imagine how hard it must be to to bring all that intensity every day. Yeah, that was, yeah. you know, wow. I, uh, that was, uh, that was a real, that was a, that was the toughest role I've ever played. You know, the, the yeah. amount, just the amount of lines alone that she has, you know, just, yeah. they call it the uh, female Hamlet because she has as many lines as Hamlet, which as you know, is like, goes on forever. Yeah. Over three, three hours long. And I kept hoping, yeah, my wonderful director, Larry Lillo, um, I kept coming into rehearsals going, little snip, snip, do I hear some cuts? Do I hear some of these cuts? It just maybe it's, nope, nope, it's, we're going to do it full. Mm -hmm. So it ended up being a three hour uh, running time. And on two show days, I'd be on stage for six hours as crazy, you know, crazy, beautiful Blanche. Um, I didn't do anything else, Rachel. I couldn't. I no. couldn't anything else for the entire run of the all I could do was you know try and get a meditation in try and um do, get a workout in uh try and get my sleep you know and and everyone knew I was not available I just yeah. couldn't do anything else it was impossible I, again like I said earlier I, I would get to the theater you know two hours earlier I'd probably three hours for Blanche I'd go over the script um you know, during two show days, I'd just stay in the theater and order in a sandwich or something, just stay in my dressing room. Yeah. It was wow. a bit, it was, it, it kind of helped me too, because it helped me feel that trap she was in mm -hmm. a little bit. I did, right. I did, I did feel a little trapped in this role. Like I couldn't mm -hmm. do anything else but this role, but 
I have to say it was one of the most gratifying, gratifying performances I've ever, ever done. It was mm -hmm. to see people, um, uh, to see people understand her was a real payoff for me because yeah. this is such a beautiful character who's so misunderstood as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, to see people understand her was, boy, that was, that was so exciting. Yeah, I think we look at a lot of those classic uh, roles in, you know, new ways uh, in, uh, I don't know, just sort of our understanding of uh, trying to understand mental illness better, trying to understand uh, women better. Uh, and I don't know, I just feel like we are kind of re-examining even roles like Ophelia and Hamlet or, or uh, Blanche and, and Streetcar. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, Kim Coates um, had played it on Broadway with Jessica Lange. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was my Stanley. I was really lucky to have him as my Stanley. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, and it is, I mean, Tennessee Williams understands women like nobody mm -hmm. else, I think. He's, yeah. He has this deep love of women and this deep understanding of their of their whole being it's i love tennessee williams i i'm sorry he's not done more often uh mm -hmm. today i'm sorry yeah. he's considered something of a relic because he has so much to say yeah i uh, yeah. do you have a dream role that you would love to play that you never gotten to play oh boy um <sighs> you know one of the parts i've always wanted to play is arcadna in the seagull oh uh, yeah Mm -hmm. That's a part I've always wanted to play. Um, you do musical theater or just? Uh, I have done. I did. I did company uh, a few years oh, ago, yeah. and um, uh, some other some original musicals in Toronto. Excuse me. I love to sing, but mm -hmm. primarily um, I do mainly non musical parts. Mm -hmm. Much as I love it, I think you could be a Mama Rose and Gypsy. That would be a fun. Oh, that would, that would be, be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be very fun. That would be very fun. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. I'm writing yeah. that down. <laughs> you, you hear about the new version of the new revival company that they're doing? With, oh. uh they yeah, they um uh they are having a um a woman play the lead role. Yeah. So they're gender swapping it. Oh, that's very on Broadway. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Do you know who's playing um, Bobby? Trina Lenk, and then Patty Lapone is in it. Um, <gasps> so that's amazing. Um, oh. mm -hmm. uh, she, she, Patty Lapone is Joanne, so she'll be amazing. Oh yes! Yeah. Oh, that's a great part. Oh, yeah. that's a great part. Mm -hmm. They're all great parts, aren't they? Yeah, it, it's it's my favorite Sondheim. I think yeah. it's it's underrated, in my opinion. Me too. Sorry, it says, I mean, I love, I love, uh, um, Sweeney Todd. It's great. Uh, but, um, but I don't know. I love, I just, company has so many great songs. Oh, so many. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That being alive song still gives me chills. I still, when I hear it, if I, oh, I still get chills. And a so hundred cool. people got off the train, the ladies lunch, um, getting married in, in a, in a minute. Oh, and, I love that song. That yeah. is <laughs> so good. Uh, it's all the man I'm going to marry, but I'm not. I wouldn't ruin anyone. Yeah. Thank you all for the gifts of the flowers. Thank you all. It's back to the showers. Thank you all. I'm not getting married today. Yeah. <laughs> Off key, but there. Yeah. 
<laughs> and don't worry, this is not just a Broadway podcast, but hey, when I have a chance to talk to you. Oh, uh, <laughs> I listen, I, I am so, this is a treat for me, Rachel. It's so <laughs> rare to, to get an opportunity to, to talk about theater with people yeah. anymore because no one goes to the theater anymore. So thank you for this. Well, yeah. people got really scared, uh, but at least in my experience, uh, I think they they've been really great about vaccination, you know, we're looking at vaccination cards and, and just trying to keep things as safe as possible. So I think it's, it's a, it's, it's time to come back to the theater. And uh, I think you'll have a, if you just take that leap, uh, I think that you, you'll have a, a good experience and, and uh, it's just, it's such an important I mean, practically as long as, as humans have existed, there's been live live performance in theater. It's it's a very important part of what makes us human, I think. I agree. And there's something too about the energy being in a theater space when all the all the variables yeah. are alive, right? The yeah. energy is fantastic. It goes back and forth from the stage to the audience, back and forth, different from the sitting in front of a screen. So different. It right? really is. It's yeah. the audience. It's yeah. I just anyway, I that's... just I just went to rent last night for the I had not seen it. I'd it'd been on my bucket list. I'd wanted to see it for you know for forever. Um right. and so that was such an incredible experience. And it was theater in the round. And so you were just right up close to the actors. Oh, and fabulous. It was, it was so yeah. great. Yeah. Especially really after COVID, I think people mm -hmm. will be surprised how much they will love being back in the theater and seeing live human beings. Yeah performing for them you know it's yeah. going to be a whole different appreciation i think i certainly is for me that's for sure we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life what about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party now is the time to check out the hallmarkies merch store full of festive designs by artists like jessica miller Carry from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. So let's talk about your work on Smallville. That's fun that you got to be on that show. That was so fun. That was the that was the best show I could have been on as Sheriff Adams um, because my son was eight years old at the time. So he thought I was so cool. <laughs> That's <crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> I got some serious cred from my son for that, for doing that was, and, and it was really fun. It was a very fun part to do. I was always, always tracking down Clark Kent and trying to erase, arrest him. Um, and it was a wonderful group of people, you know, Tom Welling and Christian Kroik and um, Michael Rosenbaum and uh, Ned O'Toole, John Schneider. Yeah. Great. They had an incredible cast. Well. And it was a, it was felt like a family. It was very, very um it was a wonderful gift i loved it yeah mm -hmm. it's like shooting uh you know when, when you have like if there's an action scene or a scene with um you know where they might use a, a stunt double or just all those pieces that come into play when they're shooting a a show like that how does that how, what's that like 
you know, it's, they have, they are so, they were so well organized, you know, Rachel, they were, they had everything timed within a, you know, a heartbeat. They knew exactly, it was a really, really well, incredibly well run production. So I remember, for example, there was one, one of my earlier uh, episodes, uh, I'm supposed to get thrown onto the windshield of my car by a, you know, a superhuman force. And um, I remembered basically, we were out at the Kent farm, that beautiful farm out in the Fraser Valley. And um, I remember watching my stunt double rehearse the, the jump. Uh, and she was literally launched, right? She was launched onto the, she must have flown about, really about 15 feet up in the air, 20 feet up in the air. And then she had to land on this um, windshield, which uh, was was padded for, the, for that purpose. But, uh, you know, I was, I could just have my cup of coffee and watch and, and just thank her for making me look good, you know, <laughs> like she, but it was uh, it was so well organized that they knew exactly when they were going to do that, what time they were going to do it, where I was going to be at that point. You know, it just uh, it just works great. And I, you know, there was quite a bit they would do in post, um, but um, but it was also very exciting to be on set to watch these things happen. You know, you'd you'd have Tom Welling, for example. You know, they 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 would shoot him standing there, and then they would address the uh you know you know they would have them give the look and that would all be fixed in post and but there would also have the lighting effects and everything um it was very cool it was very because i've always been a superman fan so mm -hmm. uh it was very exciting yeah that's so cool uh so your first role for homework i think is not was a novel romance yes yes we love that that's that's a classic that's it's Aww. a really good one and you were the agent right you were his I, agent i was his agent his meddling agent yeah jackie yeah yeah that one's so good i love amy acker and uh and it's uh, yeah, yeah it's so and good dylan bruce, dylan bruce says uh the young writer who's, mm -hmm. who's trying not to uh not to reveal himself to her as this right this um it was, it, I'm so glad you liked it, Rachel. It was, it was a, a really lovely show to do. Um, we and... did a whole uh, extra bonus episode where we just talked about that movie. It's just a really solid romantic comedy. I mean, yeah. I think it's one of those ones that like is releasable in theaters. I mean, maybe the length is, you know, TV movie length, but aside from that, I think it's got all the elements you could want in a romantic comedy. Yes, I do too. I do mm -hmm. too. It was, and the, uh, the director, um, uh, was wonderful. And I, I felt his locations, the locations he picked that wonderful boat, that old fashioned kind of Hemingway esque boat that was his kind of getaway boat. Um, oh yeah, that was good. That, you know, all that stuff really added to, uh, to, yeah. Well, and had a fun supporting cast too, because you had Tammy, Casey Manderson, and uh, and uh, Andrea um, Brooks is in it, and I mean, so it had in you, and it had so it had a fun supporting cast, which I think and um, Charles Dutton. So it, oh, Charles Dutton, yeah, mm -hmm. I love him. Yeah. yeah, 
it was with um cassie carter author she's a fun author that we did the special episode where i interviewed her and then we talked about a novel romance on the on the podcast so it was really fun <laughs> i'm so glad you liked it yeah. i like it too. when it's on i'll watch it and i'll yeah. go this is this is fun and mm -hmm. it's it's a tight tight the writing is very good yeah yeah writing yeah. is really good and they had great chemistry so it works because yeah. a lot of times that whole you lied to me like that whole sort of yeah. liar reveal is not my favorite story trope uh, i'm just like get over it <laughs> but for some reason it works in in the in this one because she was so insecure from the the very beginning because she'd had this previous relationship where she had been lied to and so it her character i thought made sense yes yes totally totally and she was so vulnerable all the time right she was such a uh, I, I loved Amy. I loved Amy's performance in that. Yeah. And working with her and Dylan was really a treat. They were just lovely to work with. Such lovely people. He went on to do Orphan Black uh, TV series for mm -hmm. a while. Yeah. And he just did a Christmas movie this season. Oh, One of my good. favorites of this season called The Christmas Promise. You should totally check out. It's oh, really good. Good, good. I will definitely see that. He's one of my favorite people. Yeah, Just it was really, really, really good. And uh, and then Amy did the, her movie actually aired in uh, Christmas in July. Uh, oh. it was yeah, it was called Crashing Through the Snow. It was cute. <laughs> it was good. Oh, good. You'd like it. Okay. You'd like it. Uh, but yeah, speaking of Christmas, you've done a couple Christmas movies, Merry Me at Christmas and Glen Burke Christmas. Uh, so that must be fun to be part of a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yes, the, yes, it was, and I've got two more that are actually airing. One's coming up November twenty seventh already. Mm -hmm. uh, called uh, "Time for Them to Come Home for Christmas." Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot to write that one down. Um, that's okay. That's yeah. um, that is that's kind of an interesting departure for Hallmark too. It's about a, uh, a kind of a mysterious woman who was hit by a car and she's lost her memory. And oh yeah, an amnesia with Jesse Schramm, right? Yes, she was superb. Who I love. And she's been on our podcast like five times. We love oh, her. Isn't she fun? Yeah. She's so fun. And Brendan Penny mm -hmm. plays, this, plays this nurse who can't get over this recent tragedy of his. And somehow they meet up and he helps her try and get her memory back by taking her on a road trip. It's a mm -hmm. very unusual. It's set at Christmas. I play um, uh, Barbara, who's I'm a recently widowed woman who owns the B&B where they come. Oh. Uh, to stay. And I'm still grieving from my husband's death. And um, we kind of forge a bond. I kind of forge a bond with the two characters, Paul and Jane, that Jesse and Brendan play um, over Christmas and talking about the important, the value of memory. And I find memory too painful but she um, is desperate to, to remember things. So we have this kind of lovely um, discussion about mm. it. That's uh, interesting. That, yeah, that sounds good. Cause they've done amnesia stories before, but it's been a while since they had one that I liked. <laughs> that sounds like a weird yeah. sentence, but it's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and do, do, the, uh, do they set them at Christmas or is this the first one set um, at Christmas? So there, uh, there was one uh, that was called Christmas on my mind, which was not my favorite. Um, that was at yeah. Christmas. That was an amnesia plot. Uh, but then there's one called A Christmas to Remember, which is a classic uh, with Mira Servino and Cam Cameron Matheson. And that one Ooh. is pretty fun. Yeah. Ooh, 
Yeah. I'm writing these down because, <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this one, Rachel, airs um, Time for Them to Come Home for Christmas airs November 27th, a week today. Yeah, that would be really yeah. fun. Same time on Hallmark Channel. Saturday after Thanksgiving. So that'll be great. Yes. So everyone can still be having leftovers and getting into uh, Christmas. And then the second one I did is airing December 10th at eight o'clock. It's called the Dickens of a Holiday. And this actually, I was thinking about this as you were talking about your love of theater. It's a very charming premise. It's the, It's set in the town of Dickens, Ohio. They're having their 100th annual Dickens Days. Oh my gosh. And, uh, where the town is transformed into a, a Victorian wonderland. And Cassie, played by Brooke Dorsey, uh, who plays my, that's my daughter, is directing A Christmas Carol. Her lead actor gets laryngitis and she needs to find someone to take his place. Yeah. And big time Hollywood actor Jake, played by the adorable Chris Palaha. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, take comes home to to play the part, yeah. and um, they fall in love. And I'm I'm the mom that that I should have had. I'm the mom who is worried about my daughter having a career in the theater because I th I wanted to have a sensible job, right? Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. that's my role. That's Marilyn he have a Christmas Carol kind of arc? Like, does he start out kind of a Scrooge and then changes or not, not that? No, okay. no. Uh, Couldn't he, tell from the summary. Yes, but he certainly does have, he certainly does change. He, he comes in, you know, as, as the Hollywood star. And then you, the reveal is that he's still the, the hometown boy underneath it all. Right. He, yeah. What's really interesting is that you have been in the three of your Christmas movies that you've been in all have the same writer, uh, Julie Sherman Wolf. You've been Marry Me at Christmas, A Glimmer oh, Christmas, yes. and uh, and the Dickens of a of a of a uh, holiday. So you, <laughs> you've got your uh, Hallmark Muse, I think. There. <laughs> I think you're right. The yay, Julie. <laughs> She's incredible. <laughs> you're very fortunate to get to have been in yeah. her in her movies uh yeah. she's one of our favorites uh writers she is a wonderful writer and and i have to say being in a hallmark movie is really fun rachel people are you know they're great to work with they're so professional but they're also so warm and lovely mm -hmm. you know last year i did i was um brought on board aurora tea garden murder mysteries as yes. uh, nick's mom right the the new mother-in-law. Uh-huh. Yeah, you were and, in the that was the the wedding movie, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Very exciting. And, yeah, I mean, I I love Aurora Tea Garden. Mary Lou Henner is like my favorite person. <laughs> so, isn't she wonderful. Yeah. She is wonderful. She is a doll. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. love her so much. And uh so yeah, that must have been a lot of fun and to to get to just be part of a Hallmark wedding. Uh, I always oh, think that would be fun. Especially during COVID. It was so nice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a big wedding. So many people I knew had had to postpone mm -hmm. their plans. Right. Down to 10 people. And this was a big wedding. This yeah. was a big, beautiful wedding. Um, in fact, unfortunately, I dislocated my kneecap um, off, off 
set. I was stupidly doing a workout and um, I couldn't, I couldn't walk. So I couldn't walk down the aisle for the wedding day. I couldn't, and bless their heart, Martin Wood, the director, who's brilliant, uh, and Jim had the producer. They went, don't worry about it. We got you covered. They put me on a dolly. So I sat on this dolly and they shot me from the shoulder up. So it looked like I was walking, right? Uh -huh. so, I was, so I could do my dialogue. I could walk into the church, but I was really sitting on a dolly. Oh, I that's interesting. You never would have known. No, I couldn't walk without crutches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they looked, they looked after me. It was great. Yeah. You gotta be careful with all this knee. You're tripping on the stage. <laughs> oh, it's the same knee too. I know we might have to get rid of it soon. <laughs> <laughs> when you're shooting these Christmas movies, is it like in August or, you know, like super hot and you're having to wear scarves um, and things like that? Oh yeah. Sometimes it, the, the weird part is when you're, you know, auditioning for, uh, these parts and you you know it's now with self-taping right you're home right and it, it is it's like 85 degrees out or when we had the heat dome it was like 110 and uh you're wearing these heavy sweaters and um it, it's funny i've never i've never shot a christmas movie um in the summer i've only filmed them i've been lucky i've only filmed them fall winter oh that's good that's very lucky that's very lucky i've filmed uh you know like the um ships in the night the uh martha vineyard murder mystery i mm -hmm. did uh, last summer um the that uh that year that would have aired i guess sometime this january this past january mm -hmm. um that was in the summer and that was great because it was set in the summer we could wear summer clothes it was perfect but yeah, the closest I've come is auditioning for um, uh, a Hallmark Christmas movie in the middle of summer, and it's just hot, <laughs> hot as heck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always thought that would be tough, just to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to get in character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they do a great job. Uh, well, we like to end our interviews with some fun, silly questions, and we have the holiday version uh, of those questions for you today. First question is, what is your favorite holiday drink? Oh, like eggnog or cocoa? Or... Uh, actually, it's anything with champagne. Ah. So I'll, I'll, I'll take any kind of um, Christmas holiday cocktail if it's got some bubbly in it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. 
Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Uh, what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? <gasps> oh my goodness. Oh, that's a tough one. There's so many. Oh my goodness. I still, just a good old fashioned um, Christmas cookie. I will happily go very far for a good old fashioned Christmas cookie, properly decorated with a ton of um, colored confetti candy goodies and all kinds of things. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Okay. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Oh, I love A Little Town of Bethlehem. Oh, that's a good one. I love that song. Mm -hmm. Especially if you do all the verses. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Very good. Uh, okay. What is your favorite classic Christmas movie? Ooh, favorite classic Christmas movie. Mm. You know, I like It's Wonderful Life, but I've never understood why that is a favorite Christmas movie. I've never understood that. Well, especially but, the ending is very Christmassy, but yeah, it 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 isn't a Christ, much of a Christmas movie, but the end with the you know the bell and every time a bell rings, you know, yeah, <laughs> the, and is. everybody giving the the gifts and everything. But yeah, I I agree, it's it's Christmas adjacent, but I think it just got played <laughs> played so much at Christmas that it became one of those ones. Christmas <laughs> adjacent, I love that. Oh my goodness. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. I don't think I'm ashamed to say, oh, I know what it is. It's, um, oh, and now I'm going to have to look it up. It is a movie with Betty Davis. You'll probably know it. Uh, Glenn Ford, uh, and Margaret. Um, and it's, oh my goodness. It's about Betty Davis, I think, is absolutely wonderful in this. She plays a poor woman, very, very poor homeless woman. Glenn Ford plays kind of a racketeer. It's set sort of in another time. You think maybe it's the 30s, but it's kind of, um, oh, are you, I know you're looking, I see you looking at that. Pocket full of miracles. Yes, <laughs> I love that movie. I'm just So Betty Davis has a daughter who's never met Betty because she's always saved Every penny she has, she has saved to send her off to the best schools and the best, to have the best life. And finally, Anne Margaret is going to come and meet her mom properly. And Betty is in, she's literally in rags. And Glenn Ford plays this mobster guy who calls her Apple Annie. He's always loved her. He always gives her money when she's begging. And he makes her into a duchess. That's Frank Capra. I've never seen this movie before. It's absolutely charming. So Anne Margaret comes home believing. So he puts up this, he pays for this whole front for Apple Annie to, to be dressed like a, a duchess, to learn proper manners and everything so that she can receive Anne Mar. It's, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that too. Thanks for <laughs> good. Cool. Okay. Uh, which do you like better, Scrooge or the Grinch? You know, uh, I think Scrooge. Okay, good. All right. Which do you like better, clear lights or colored? Now, clear. I used to love colored, but mm -hmm. I think I overdosed on colored. I had them everywhere. <laughs> Too yeah. much. Okay. Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Um, 
I think a snowball fight. <laughs> okay. No, no rocks in the snowballs. Yeah. Gotta play fair. But the thing about building a snowman is that you have to have a lot of snow. I mean, you're yes. talking the foot. Like it has to be in order to really build a snowman. And so. you can't have dry prairie snow. It's got to be, it's got to have some yeah. wet, right? True. Yeah. That's true. All right. Would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not? Yes. Huh? I'm a very good gift wrapper. I don't know why I take great pride in this, but I'm <laughs> a very yeah. good gift wrapper. Good. My corners are very clean. My just before I fold them, they're very clean. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, all right. Last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? I guess you uh, said you have them every year. I do. Yeah, I do. Um, do you want to see it? Yes. Should I go get it? You've probably seen this one already because I have a feeling you're an aficionado of all of this, Rachel. I didn't even realize it. I apologize. No, you're fine. Oh my gosh. Have you seen this one yet? I have not. <laughs> I like the, particularly like the star on the head. Yeah. So I'm a big Christmas tree. That is legendary. <laughs> I do apologize for no, not. No, it's okay. I, I should have, I guess I should have mentioned something. Some people don't like having the video. So, um, but, uh, but there you go. You did it. You answered all the questions with pizzazz. <laughs> thank you. That was really fun. And thank you for asking and talking about theater. I just love it. And it's so rare to have that conversation today. So thank you. I really, oh. really appreciated that. Thanks, Rachel. Oh, it was a treat for me. I, I, I love geeking out about about Broadway and about theater. And I just love it so much. So it was great. Uh, and uh, do you have social media or anything like that that you, that you, you know, want to share? I, 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 website? I'm, I'm, uh, I have an Instagram. It's called La Camille M. Okay, great. Okay. And I'm so bad at being on it. I'm just so bad. I'm trying to get better, but I'm so bad at being <laughs> on it. But well, it is We'll put that in the description so people can follow you. And thank you so much again. This was really fun. And uh, we'll hopefully we'll definitely have to have you back on another time because I think this was great. Maybe I we'll just have to have a time where we just maybe talk about our favorite Broadway musicals. Oh, yeah. Are you going to Daniel Craig in Macbeth? Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited for that. Ooh, and me? and you've got to watch Tick, Tick, Boom. So oh. great. Okay, good. Yeah. Tick, tick, I'm writing it down. It's about yep. Jonathan Larson and his, who is the writer of Rent. You'll love it. Oh, oh, fabulous. Right, right, right. So good. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you. Rachel, thank you. It was a pleasure to meet you and I really enjoyed it. Time flew. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, have a very, merry, merry Christmas. And yeah, uh, yeah we will too. talk again uh, soon. Sounds good. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye.